The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Wednesday morning headlines. Seven additional officers in Memphis could face repercussions from the beating of Tyree Nichols. The city attorney says that they will be issued notices of policy violations. City council members expressed frustration during a meeting with the police and fire chiefs yesterday for not moving quickly on policy reforms following the brutal beating death. Family members of this man, Jason John, hope you may have seen him. He was last seen in downtown Austin Sunday at 2 in the morning. He was on Rainy Street walking toward Lady Bird Lake. If you've seen him, call police. Governor Greg Abbott will deliver the keynote address at the Texas State Park Centennial Celebration. It's tonight at 6 at the Bob Bullock Texas State, Texas State History Museum in honor of the celebration of Texas State Parks. A new traveling art exhibit featuring more than 30 parks by some of the state's finest artists will be on display. Live look this morning outside and look at that. We have wind and rain to kick off this Wednesday morning. That could be impacting your commute. Uh, and we're going to be talking about that in just a moment with Kristen Curry and Erica Brenes. But thanks for joining us here. I'm Tom Miller. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sally Atnandis, rather. Kristen Curry is here. Welcome back, Kristen. How is it looking out there? Definitely looking wet for many of us. So let's begin with what's happening now. This is the view from our Lano County camera. And as you can tell, we've got quite a bit of rain out there. 45 degrees is a current temperature. You'll notice those scattered storms and showers. Something to watch for. We do have even a little bit out towards our eastern counties here. Bastrop in particular. But strongest storm I'm watching is actually out towards Lano. So that's why I chose that camera to kind of give you an idea of what this thunderstorm looks like in person here. This is kind of straddled in between Lano and Buchanan and dam not a severe thunderstorm but it is a thunderstorm we need to watch because it's got a quite a bit of lightning as well as that brief heavy rain those downpours something that we're looking forward to really because we need this rainfall temperatures this morning much cooler than what you had yesterday blame that cold front temperatures in the 40s and 50s everywhere you look which compared to yesterday get 15 to 25 degrees colder we're down 17 degrees here in austin down 21 degrees out towards mason and san saba we're going to continue to watch this cooler air filter and push all the way into our eastern counties. Our day planner goes from the 40s to the 50s eventually, climbing to about 59, but that's it. Much different than the 70s you felt yesterday. And you'll notice rain chances heaviest this morning. So this is largely going to be a morning event. Coming up in your first morning forecast, I'm going to time out these storms and showers for you. We'll talk about this temperature whiplash that we're going to see. We're going up. And then we're going down with another cold front and a widespread freeze will follow. Those details coming up in about 10 to 15 minutes. Thank you, Kristen. This is new overnight. Austin police say a person is dead and another in the hospital following a SWAT situation in Pflugerville. According to APD, SWAT officers found a body inside a home on Sweet Melissa Drive after 1 o'clock this morning. This is video that we have of the scene. It's just northeast of Wells Branch Parkway. Another person was hurt and may not make it, we're told. They also say the two adults did know each other. President Joe Biden called on Republicans and Democrats to work together during a State of the Union speech, saying the U.S. is the only country that emerges stronger from every crisis it faces. Talked about how devastating COVID-19 was on the economy and how we bounce back. A couple from Austin joined the president yesterday, the first lady inviting them. The White House says Amanda Zorowski almost died after her water broke at 18 weeks. Doctors would not intervene under Texas's abortion ban. Amanda got an infection, sepsis. Last year, the governor said treatments for ectopic pregnancies and certain cases of miscarriage are legal. 
but said the law needs to be clarified to protect the mother and baby. Governor Greg Abbott will lay out his legislative priorities next week when he delivers his state of the state address. And the governor is expected to hit on key topics like education, school safety, property taxes, the border. And we're going to bring that to you live on KXAN and KXAN.com along with a 10-minute response from the Texas Democratic Party. That is Thursday, February 16th at 7 p.m. Digging deeper into this legislative session, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick laid out his priorities, 21 of them, last November. He says that he and Governor Abbott are on the same page when it comes to prioritizing property taxes, but their specific ideas differ. The governor campaigned on dedicating half of the state's unprecedented budget surplus on property tax relief. Lieutenant Governor Patrick has expressed support for spending less of that surplus due to constitutional spending limits. Patrick also emphasized rural needs, including expanding access to mental health care, health care and bolstering law enforcement. Travis County disaster declaration extended what this could mean for your recovery after the ice storm. And how cleanup crews are working through the demand after the winter storm. Good morning, a live look over downtown Austin, and you can see I-35 is wet right now. That could, often does, cause problems later on in the morning commute. Something to think about as you're waking up on this Wednesday morning. Communities outside of Austin, they're soon going to get some help removing storm debris. Travis County extending its emergency disaster declaration yesterday. The county will launch curbside debris removal for people in unincorporated areas. It's collaborating with Austin and others to tally all the damages countywide, and that could help with getting federal money. We need both businesses and individuals to help us report the extent of damage and loss to our area to federal authorities. Their reports are critical to helping us get the federal assistance we need to speed our recovery. So far, more than 600 people have reported damages from the storm. On our website right now, we have a link for you to submit your damage information. Williamson County also extending its disaster declaration. County says it is still assessing damage reports. Meantime, Austin City Council members questioned Austin Energy leaders about their response to the ice storm. Yeah, they were grilled. One of the questions yesterday, why can't Austin just call in additional crews to speed up the repair process? We can't bring in unlimited crews and put them and just let them loose on our system. Um, they have to have an Austin Energy team member with them, uh, an employee in charge who knows our system, who's communicating with our energy control center. Austin Energy said there were roughly a thousand workers chipping away at restoring power lines, of 400 from out of town. Council members also asked if vegetation management would have helped ahead of the storm and why were we not seeing people updating their information on the outage map. That extensive list of answers under this story over on KXAN.com. Next, why you might have to pay out of pocket to get your power back on after some recent outages. What you need to report to the state if you want to see more money when it comes to storm recovery. Good morning all talking UT men's basketball coming back after that defeat against Kansas and a huge high school basketball district showdown. It's coming up. 
This KXAN News podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to shelfgenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Good morning. Look at that. You can't really see anything outside from one of our tower cameras. Uh, rain is definitely going to be falling as you wake up this morning. Already is right now. Kristen is standing by with the latest on your forecast. She's back and Erica has the latest when it comes to your traffic in just a few seconds. You know, Leander family is living out of a local hotel this morning after losing their home last week because of the ice storm. Robert Harris says the propane heater he and his family were using to keep warm caught fire last Wednesday. The couple and their three kids did make it out safely, but their pets died. Now they're having to figure out how to move forward. I really want what's best for my kids. I want them to have a nice place to live. I don't want to have to worry about it every day or every moment. We're wondering where we're going to sleep at the end of the week, where we're going to be able to cook a meal or if everything's got to come out of a microwave. And because of that, the family friend set up a GoFundMe account that you can help with. That link is on the page that we have for you at KXAN.com. Austin Energy says even when the power is restored on its end, some customers might have to pay out of pocket to fix problems on their property. Abacus is one of the companies getting those calls for help. Its electrical service manager, Don Childers, says costs are adding up. The only thing they cover is the wires coming from the pole. Everything else is a customer's property. Time requires city permits, requires inspections. He said 95% of the calls they're getting right now are about power issues. All across Austin, tree branches scatter along roads, along yards and neighborhoods. The city says it's dealing with thousands of requests to clear debris. So many. Kicks in Sarah Alshay explains how crews are working through all the high demand. Tree trunks, limbs, and debris lines the street of this southwest Austin neighborhood. It's an image seen across the city after last week's winter storm. Nick Gonzalez is one of thousands waiting for his pile to be picked up. Then the whole neighborhood was impacted by this. This is uh, the case throughout central Texas. Austin Resource Recovery is one of the departments tasked with cleaning it up. Deputy Director Richard McHale says as of Tuesday, it has more than 13,000 service orders. Just alone, our contractors picked up a 1,000 tons of material yesterday. City crews, City of Austin ARR crews picked up about 100 tons. Mikhail says they decide which neighborhoods to go to based on call volume. You can see where most of them are. So the majority of the service orders are in, count in West Austin. So a lot of our resources are there, but the da there's damage all over the city. So we have crews in East Austin, North Austin, South Austin. Austin Public Works is using a similar approach, clearing debris in a grid system. Mikhail says they're not providing estimates for when someone's debris will be picked up. We're hoping we can do a first pass of every uh, citizen, uh, every resident of the city um, within the month. Um, but we're expecting this to be a multi-month uh, ordeal. There's no way of people knowing when their neighborhood may be next. But for those like Gonzalez, he says he'll be patient through this process. I'm in no rush. It's here. It's not going to go anywhere. And, you know, I'm sure they're backlogged throughout uh, Austin. Sarah Alshah, KXAN News. 
When we take a look at the numbers here, we've seen a whole lot more people west of 35 calling the city of Austin for help when picking up their tree limbs. And online right now, an interactive map showing which Austin neighborhoods have the most calls to the 311 for debris pickup. A lot west of Mopac yeah. um, as well. And it's, mm -hmm. it's a little scary when it's off of... Um, you know, a highway or something yeah. like that, because then you just run into it as soon as you're upon it. Right. I, there's that two-part step, right? It's one, getting it off the road, and then exactly. two, getting it off for the, the sides, the medians and everything, and taking it away. Exactly. Unfortunately, like you heard, this is going to take some time. Let me show you what's going on outside, because unfortunately, today is weather not cooperative for our crews who are working their tails off to recover from that historic ice storm. We have scattered showers and thunderstorms out there this morning. So unfortunately, you know, with that kind of lightning, they can't be out there in the bucket trucks and the cherry picker. So we're thinking about them. And I'll tell you what, this right now is the strongest storm in our area. It's not warned. We have no severe thunderstorm warnings out there now, but this thing looks a little mean out towards Tau, Bluffton, and kind of stretching a little bit closer into Burnett County. This is going to impact Highway 281 in the northern side of Burnett County within the next hour or so. Be on the lookout for that because that's going to drop visibility really quickly with the heavy rain that it's dropping. And you'll notice some of those scattered showers on the lighter side out towards our eastern county. So we're kind of spreading out the love a little bit here in Austin. A couple pockets of very light sprinkles right now, but every once in a while we get a good shower. You'll notice the raindrops flying on our Lorenz and Lorenz 360 camera. This is out in West Austin right now. Raindrops sticking to the lens. Temperature wise we're currently sitting at 48 degrees with 96% humidity. Temperatures aerial-wide are in those 40s to low 50s. This is a big change compared to what we felt yesterday morning. We're down 15 to 20 degrees. We will stay on the cooler side today, only expected to reach a high of 59. Rain chance is much higher this morning, though. This is largely a morning event. So I think your morning drive will be impacted. Probably not the case when you're going home. But as you can tell, umbrella certainly needed. This is 8, 9 a.m. And you can see those scattered to widespread showers we've got along and east of I-35. Slowly clearing late morning. We get some sunshine in the hill country this afternoon. That's going to help boost our temperatures. But dry skies expected by 4 or 5 o'clock. So I do expect this to be a one-day deal. It'll be 5 to about eight hours of those scattered showers and then we're done. Rainfall potential anywhere from a quarter of an inch to about an inch and a half. So whoever is lucky enough to fall underneath some of those heavier downpours will obviously get those better totals and that's going to be favored for areas in our eastern counties. Not to say that we won't see any good rain elsewhere. I think uh, in general we could see a little pocket little burst here and there and that's going to give us and, and add up quickly that meaningful rainfall that we need. 7 day forecast. Breezy to Today with that 90% chance of storms and showers this morning, highs in the upper 50s. Now here's that temperature whiplash that I was telling you about. 70s tomorrow, dry cold front moves in, drops us down to the 50s. So we're losing a good 20 degrees off that second cold front of the week, and it's going to affect our overnight lows too. We're seeing a widespread freeze Friday night into Saturday morning, and then you'll notice another chance of rain comes back Monday into Tuesday of next week, but that is looking like rain as we're seeing temperatures well above freezing in the 60s. But not having to worry about ice today, just a wet start to our Wednesday.
This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning, all. This time of year, the lights are ratcheting up a couple levels, meaning they are very bright for high school basketball as we near the postseason. One of the biggest games in the state in, of Texas a night ago over on KBVO. Battle for first in district over at Westlake. Shaps had their huge district win streak snapped by Buta Johnson a month ago, eyeing revenge Tuesday night at home. Tie game late in the third. Quentin Hairston star for the Jaguars cuts inside and the visitors have a two point lead. But man, Westlake ratcheted things up in the fourth quarter. Steal by Isaiah Coot and that we will call it a dunk gets that one to go. They're up eight, but the Jags cut it back down to three. A chance to tie late. Wander Cahosi, some wonderful defense shot, not even got off in time. And he is juiced as his shaps earned at least right now, a share of first place in district with a big win at home. To the college level, Texas men's basketball team, they had bracketologists nationwide sipping that burn orange Kool-Aid heading into the week. Some had them as a one seed before an understandable defeat Monday night. It was a bit of a foggy start for the Horns in Lawrence on Monday. Turnovers abound, and the Jayhawks were able to capitalize. And, man, big Westlake theme this morning. Here's KJ Adams, former Shap. Duncan early on and as the Jayhawks were up big, but Texas did what Texas has been doing, which is coming back from deficits, able to tie things up in the second half, but never quite get over that hump. And Coach Rodney Terry, after the loss, knows that nights like that are just bound to happen. Obviously, we didn't have our best game tonight. You know, we look up, we didn't have our best game in the first half, and we're down seven. You know, we, they're probably one of the worst halves that we've had all year long. And we're down seven on the road, top 10 team. Okay, so, you know, they, they give them a credit again. They, they had a mentality where they were going to attack downhill. They got to the basket. Next up for the UT men against West Virginia at home Saturday at 11. UT women in action later tonight hosting Texas Tech, looking for a bit of revenge themselves. That tonight at 7 over at Moody. We'll send it back to you. I'm here with John Hoffman, Executive Vice President of Water for LCRA. John, uh, LCRA just recently announced uh, some big improvements you're going to be doing to Wurtz Dam. Can you talk about them, please? Sure. We have a $76 million three-year project to replace all 10 floodgates on Wurtz Dam, as well as all of the hoists that we use to raise those floodgates and operate them. It's an exciting project because it's going to allow us to have an increased level of safety and operational ability on our dam. Now, is there anything wrong with the dam as now, or are these just improvements? Can you talk about what's uh, what's going to improve? No, we're going to update the engineering and, and the metallurgy behind the gate process itself. And it's going to allow us to be able to have that gate operational for the next 50 years. We spent a lot of time and a lot of money on maintaining these dam structures to ensure that they're operable because we're in flood, Flash Flood Alley, as you know. And this project is just one of the projects we've been doing on those on those flood gates. Yeah, there are 10 gates, right? Uh, why can't you do them uh, you know, all at once? It has to be one at a time. It would be faster to do all 10 flood gates at once. But we recognize that we're in an area that's especially prone to flash flooding. And so it's very important that we maintain the ability to operate those floodgates during flood events. So we'll only do one gate at a time. It may take us a little longer, but it'll allow us to be safe and to protect our region. Any impact to, to the community during the uh, construction and, and updates that you're doing? I believe uh, people may be set back a little bit more from the dam? That's correct. There will be a little bit uh, additional uh, area that will be set back from the dam where we'll have a buoy in place so that boats don't venture into an area that could be unsafe. 
Now, this isn't the Yoni Dam. You guys have been focusing a lot of your attention on uh, improving. Uh, talk about the Cannon Dam, Starkey Dam, sure. some of the work you're doing there. Well, we've just gone through a process of uh, refurbishing all of 37 of the floodgates at Buckhannon. Uh, recently, in the last two years, we also did a project at Tom Miller Dam that's similar to what we're doing at Wirtz Dam, where we replaced all of those floodgates at Tom Miller Dam. Um, and we've just been doing some work at Starkey Dam uh, on the hydro units at Starkey. And what's next after that? Anything in the plans? Well, we continue to have this, this project at, at Wirtz, uh, and we have ongoing uh, refurbishment of our floodgates at Mansfield Dam. And I'm sure the work is never done. The work is never done. All right, John Hoffman from LCRA, thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Right, a set of bills that state lawmakers tried to get passed last legislative session has new life with Representative Salmon Bujani from U.S. Texas announcing that he refiled the Religious Freedom Package. These are bills that ask for basic equality and acknowledgement that other religions already have. Democratic Representatives Joe Moody and James Tallarico first introduced the bills. Two of the three passed the Senate, but they died in the House. Now Bujani is looking forward to bringing the bills back to the forefront of minds this session. As one of the first Muslims sworn into the Texas legislature, it is so important for me that my first pieces of legislation work to safeguard protections, not just for my faith, but for every faith. It's something supporters hope will reassure their kids that they're just like everyone else. Authorities are trying to figure out why a man the FBI arrested for unregistered explosives was in Central Texas. Agents arrested Neil Ravi Mehta on Monday right here in Austin. They raided his home in Fayetteville, Arkansas last month and found multiple explosive devices. A previous release from the FBI mentioned he has ties to multiple Texas cities, other states, as well as Pakistan and India. Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.